0: Hey, how's it going Spartans? All right. All of you here in San Antonio and uh, across the board and across the country, uh, I've actually gotten questions um, and and a lot of it has been from, from family and friends. That way I'm not trying to church myself up or anything. But uh, and, and from other people that have met along the way. They're asking what it's like to be a military working dog handler. Well, There's different factors that go into that. There's the, are you a explosives handler, right? Dual purpose. Are you a narcotics handler, dual purpose? Or are you an uh, explosive detection dog, single purpose, which only look for bombs? Now, the difference is, is that dual purpose means that we get people and we look for them or we send our dogs to attack them when they're in a, it's an immediate threat and we look for a substance whether it's narcotics or explosives. And then there's EDD explosive detection dogs where we just send them out to look for well that's it explosives and they look for landmines, they look for uh anything else. And a lot of those dogs, the EDD dogs are I have to say they are the Oh man, they're the bee's knees. They are the freaking best because a lot of them are labs and then they do hand and arm signal up to 500 meters and sometimes with a headset, whatever. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that goes into it and a lot of, and I'm going to, I'll probably misquote or or, uh, uh, not say the right thing. So I'm welcome to anybody correcting me because I've been out for quite a bit. This is back when I was in from 2001 until 2012, 2012. so 10 and a half years, right? So I'm more than welcome to take the criticism and, and ask anybody to correct me. But uh, during that time, I did four combat deployments, three of them, well, one as a in a combat MP unit. One as a canine handler. And then the other two were very short-lived as canine. Because my dog was dying. And we had to be medevaced. And then the new green dog that I got. Which would, green dog means is that it came straight from Lackland. Straight to me. And uh, it, it we just didn't mesh well. And we didn't stay in Afghanistan that long. So. Which I'm more than okay to, you know, talk about. Uh, but. I do have knowledge about this stuff because I have been working, training, and doing all this stuff uh, even after I got out. So what's it like to be a canine handler? Well, a lot of responsibility. You need to be self-aware and self-involved. And you need to be able to just take care of yourself. You need to be an adult. Um... In 2012, October 2012, Canine became its own mission-oriented specialty MOS when you join the army, which is the biggest fucking mistake in the world. I uh, soldiers need to be soldiers first. You need to go through the hardships. You need to you need to earn your right to go into a program because when you become as when or excuse me when you become a canine handler you're working with sf seals or your chances are that you will work with sf seals and other specialty units you're gonna work with a bunch of different people and if it's war and you go into a mission you are gonna if you don't know how to work a weapon because you need to survive then you're fucked all right so you need basic soldiering skills and this is what i fucking hate about what the military the army did I don't know about the other branches, but the army said, yeah, let's make, let's make canine its own MOS. All right. sounds like a great idea. We had been fighting this the entire time while I, even while I was in, and we had been talking about this and people that I know that had been, you know, trying to make the, you know, trying to build the program and whatnot. It's ridiculous. Uh, I don't want a fucking 17, 18-year-old kid going straight into canine just because they passed a fucking certain number on an ASVAB just to come in. And then they're not getting basic soldiering skills. How – they don't even know what an op order is, a sit SITREP. Uh, you know, they don't know anything. They don't know shit. They don't know their ass from their mouth. Okay? So – canine if you're going straight to canine you better be a fucking grown-ass adult you better be very very responsible independent and be able to handle your own because a lot of times that's what you got to do you're not going to be coddled you're not going to be handheld like other soldiers and basic units are going to be handheld and coddled by their platoon sergeant their squad leader their team leader whatever all right that's not how it works here this is where the big boys were. Imagine just going straight to special forces. And it's not, I know it's not the same. It really isn't. But the responsibility is there. And it could be that you are with special ops and you have to act and engage just like them. You have to be professional just like them. Whatever special ops unit it may be. It could be SEALs. It could be Tech P, It could be... Uh, uh, you know, freaking special forces. And, and depending on your your security clearance, it could be even, you know, the D-Boys, Delta. You know, it, it just, it depends. But you better be ready for that responsibility. So what's it like? Well, we go to Lackland. We go to, you know, three months of dog trainer, handler, dog handler, not trainer, but handler experience. All right. Anybody that says that they went to vonuntlet kennels or they did a uh three months worth and they were a uh combat tracker dog handler well they're not handlers sorry you were you're you're part time you're like the fucking that's the version of the uh uh what's the, uh, the reserve unit all right fuck off we just needed people because that's what the war required and we just needed to bring numbers in so you can bugger off all right uh, what it's like is it you go through your hand, you go through your handler course at Lackland Air Force Base for 3 months and then you come out you go to your unit and then most likely unless you're lucky but most likely you're going to get a narcotics dog because you're brand new and you don't know shit which you don't, just like, you know, for the most part I didn't. But I, when I left canine school, I went to a line unit and then I got deployed, but I came back and then I, I worked with the canine unit. And then when I finally reenlisted and I got to pick the canine unit I wanted to go to, they asked me what kind of dog I wanted. I was able to pick what I wanted because I had shown my years of volunteering and and experience and everything and i know one person that's listening to this is going to be is going to be able to back me up because he was the kennel master uh at this one unit so leaving canine school going straight to a canine unit you're going to get a you're going to most likely get a narcotics dog all right that's about it you get your two weeks of report time uh depending you know what's going on over there and how 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 busy the unit is you know but it's usually two weeks of report time report building and getting to know the new dog and then training records and everything and and teaching agility and you know learning the dog's behavior and the dog learning you and and whatnot now i didn't do that as soon as i showed up to my unit this was uh 2009 so things were a little I wouldn't say too much hectic because before it, everything had died down, but I got to choose my dog and I got to say, well, I want a explosives dog. And they said, well, okay, dogs coming back. Uh, they just got back from, uh, Iraq and you get to have, you know, you get to have that dog. And I said, all right, cool. Bodhi, Bodhi Echo 075. She's sitting on my wall. I love her to death. She was my greatest dog. And I got to learn everything from her. She taught me, right? Uh, I learned her behavior. I learned her tics. I learned, you know, everything that she had because she knew what she was doing. I had to learn everything else. So there's that. Now, people ask, aren't you scared having a bomb dog? Well, yeah, occasionally. Um, I think having my first deployment and everything that I went through on that one, I uh, kind of just compartmentalized all of that stuff. And I was like, well, you know, if it happens, it happens. If I get killed, I'm not going to know it because it's going to happen instantly. And if it doesn't, then, you know, what can I do about it? Fucking whatever. Uh, I remember going on missions with the 630th MP Company. Best fucking company in the world, uh, in, in the military. I loved all of them. Uh, I would. I had a platoon sergeant, so platoon leader, a squad leader, many squad leaders, but a squad leader that would tell me that. If I needed to carry gas cans into hell, I was confident I was coming back out alive. And I I repeat that every time. But I also had the same thing when I was in the kennels. And when I was downrange in the downrange kennels. I had that, I, I trusted them. I knew that if I was, I knew that if I was carrying, you know, carrying the the death on my shoulders i knew i was still coming out so it is what it is but anyway i digress excuse me uh i loved what i did and yes yeah it can be scary yeah uh, you're looking for explosives not only are you looking for efps uh you're not looking for IEDs or V-Beds. You're, you're looking for every explosive, even gunpowder and guns and whatnot, which you never know what, you're sit- what your dog is sitting on when they respond because you don't know what's there until you bring out EOD or whoever. And then they take, you know, a whole day and a half or a day or seven hours to get out there. And then you're like, what the fuck, it was only for a bullet. You're like, fuck, bitch. Oh, my God. You fucking, we spent the whole day. And that's where you, you as a handler, have to decide, all right, let's look at the scenario. Let's look at the room. What can actually be hidden here? Can, you know, a large amount of explosive be hidden here? No, you know what? Fuck that. I'm just going to kick it and I'm going to fucking, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to move it over. All right. It, it all depends on the situation and the environment. Now, if it's an environment that can actually hold a lot of explosives, then I'm going to be like, yep, yep, we're fucking out of here. Let's go. But it, you also have to know your dog. You have to be able to know your dog when it is on a low odor or a high amount of odor. There's a lot of sniffing that goes involved. You have to be able to, you have to work with your dog. You see all these, oh God, this pisses me off so much. You see these police officers, civilian law enforcement that have their dogs and they don't know their behavior. Whether they're going to bite someone or if they're going to attack someone or not. Or if the fucking dog is even sniffing or just fucking bullshitting they don't know that's why civilian law enforcement has a lot of uh complaints and a lot of lawsuits about this uh hey sapd and any other pd that's listening to this you guys oh bear county as well you guys need to fucking work on your dogs and uh maybe Uh anybody that checks your records, they need to do a quick overview of all of your training records because you guys suck big dicks. And I'm happy to say that. And this 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 show, this episode right now is gonna be very vulgar. It's gonna be I have a lot of language, so excuse me, I should have said that in the beginning. But fuck it, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Uh I'm tired of seeing all of this. Uh there's a lot of things that can be prevented. Uh, I saw a video recently and I shared it on the Spartan Canine Academy Facebook page of a cop that released his dog on someone. But the dog like went on a fucking trail hunt with the grass and everything else. And the, and the guy, thank you know, thankfully the dog didn't bite the guy. But the guy walked over to the police car and was like, all right, I'm ready to go. And like, well, that's fine. But the dog was just running around. Like it was just having a good old time out at the fucking park. That's wrong. And I'm not sure if it was a joke or not. If it's a joke, great. If it was a, a, you know, just something to be funny. Okay, fine. But if it's not, that handler should be fucking kicked out. And, Never handle a dog again because he is not taking care of that dog's training and for its purpose. So, this stuff is very important. I take training very important, especially when it comes to working dogs and working breeds. Excuse me, my voice is getting uh, a little raspy. But, you know, if if you want to do this job, there's a lot of work that comes into it day in and day out. I had to learn that uh, the hard way in the very beginning because I was like, all right, these dogs are already trained. I don't need to spend too much time doing all this stuff. No, you fucking got to. Uh, You got to make sure that you're working with your dog every day, every time, and keeping up with them. Uh, They will love you. They will protect you. And trust me, they will protect you. I have a great... uh, great 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 uh example of what that means is that i was in iraq 2009 2010 with my dog every mission i would give a threat brief to the unit and i would have my security element that was already picked out one of my guys from one of the guys from my security element said after i gave my threat brief he goes he pointed to one of his buddies and was like, hey, get him. And my dog looked at me and looked at the guy that said it and attacked him instead. And I let my dog go to full leash. The guy had body armor and everything on, but I let my dog go to full six-foot leash. And it jumped at him, and I held her back. I made myself into a, uh, a tree stump, held her, and they, uh, they freaked out. I had to kick him off of my security element, because you never know what's going to happen downrange, and I don't need someone that's going to be giving my dog commands when he gets scared, so screw that noise. Now, I had another incident where another guy from my security element, we got out of the uh, the uh, the tracker, uh, stepped out, he was clearing his weapon, I had my dog next to me, I was next to him. And his two four nine spit out some rounds, and I was like, "Fuck!" All right, we're about to hit mission. So he had a he had a uh, in negligent discharge, ND. So and I felt bad for the kid, but I was like, "Yeah, he did." I had to, you know, we had to do a uh, a statement on and everything, and I was like, "Yeah, he didn't." Wasn't trying to do anything stupid. He just. He was a, he was a young, young Joe that, you know, just wasn't familiar with his weapon. That goes on the command. That goes on the squad leader. That goes on the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the platoon sergeant. And that goes on the team leader. That's actually not that Joe's fault unless they've actually done all the work. But that happened. Um, I, being a handler is a lot of work. So let's get back into that. Being a handler is a lot of work. What's it mean to be a handler? Well, I gotta know when my dog is sick. I gotta know when my I gotta sh- I gotta uh, bathe my dog periodically. I have to make sure my dog is brushed. I have to make sure my dog is taken care of, food, health-wise. I need to make sure that their vet checks are taken care of. I don't have people that, you know, I I, I can't depend on everybody else to make sure that this is all being up to date, especially the vet checks. So I have to be responsible for that. I have a mission coming up. All right, well, I got to make, do I have the right license for that country? Do I have the plane tickets? Do I have the car rental situated? Is it the right car? Um, I'm doing all of the travel Sometimes on my own, unless you're lucky enough to have that unit that does it for you. Five Five Four MP Company, Ninety Fifth MP Brigade—they don't do that shit for you. Fuck that noise! They, they, you do it all for yourself. Excuse me, I'm taking a drink. Now, you have to know as well. I'm a bomb dog handler. Well. Am I prepared to die? People that come into this MOS are not thinking about that. Especially nowadays because combat has died down. They're not thinking about that. Am I prepared to die? Is my unit taking care of me? No, probably not. Maybe they are. I, I don't know. This is 2021, so who knows. But... You have to take care of yourself each and every single time. I need to make sure that my will is really is, is good to go. I need to make sure that my dog is going to be brought back. Or I'm going to, you know, if we die, then we're, we're brought back together. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. I was burping in the middle of that. My apologies. There's a lot of things to think about you need to be ready for that all right um am i gonna get too attached to my dog look we all do and it sucks it does but you better fucking put those feelings aside just like for your fellow man because and and for the moment hold on let me let me preface this with this for the moment I'm not saying be heartless with your animal or with your your friends in combat, your, your, your partners. What I'm saying is, is that you need to be able to, at the moment, put it to the side, and then you can grief later. You can have all that grief later. But in the moment, you need to be able to fucking shoot, move, communicate, pick up a weapon... Pick up your dog because that's the first thing you need to do. You need to pick up your dog. Take him back to the Humvee. Make sure your security element is shooting for you. And then you can go if you want to and if you can, get back in the fight. All right? Unless they're doing a tactical retreat. So there's that. So that's something to think about. Can I do all that? Fuck. I did all that. Uh, With with my battle buddies. I had to watch and listen to my friends die, but we had a firefight and a fucking neighborhood to destroy, so I had to put that shit to the side until everything was done, and then afterwards, I was able to hit my feelings. Alright? Your dog goes down. Yeah, got it. It fucking sucks. Trust me. You you need to push that to the side. You need to make sure that everybody else is good. You can't revive the dog unless the dog is breathing then, you know, if the dog is shot dead then it's dead. If it if they're not then you need to provide the same medical attention as you would with an Ameri- with the human being, right? So, think about it like that. And for those of you that may listen to this episode that are leadership, you need to understand that Canine, those dogs are the same as your soldiers. You need to treat them the same. Incident, another incident that I had. I need your dog to walk through this shit swamp and look for bombs. Uh, no, and have your fucking soldiers do it. Well, no, it's fucking disgusting and it's it's uh, it, it it's contaminated. Yeah. That's, 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 that's what I'm getting at. Excuse me. All right. A person or commander or captain, whoever the fuck. No, it's not going to happen. Have some balls, handlers. Have some balls. You are the subject matter expert. I don't care if you're a PV one, PV two, and you're a handler. If that First sergeant, that commander. I don't, anybody that outranks you tells you to do something, be like, "No, I'm not going to do it." You, you, you it's going to go in my AAR after action review. So you can go fuck yourself, and and don't say that. But verbally, be be uh, use your ver- uh, verbal judo, right? Your verbal judo. No, sorry, I I, I can't do that. Um, I'm going to tell, I'm gonna have to put this in my AR, but I am not forcing my dog to do something because just like your soldiers get killed, if my dog goes down, then I'm out of a job and I have to look for another one just like you would have to look for another soldier, right? A replacement. So, no, not doing it. Your dog is your job. Your dog is everything to you. Do not let anybody dictate how you do your job. all right this is the most annoying thing and i had i had a i had a captain i had a first sergeant do this to me and i told them both in the middle of an operation i was like no i'm not fucking doing it because you're gonna get everybody else killed and my job here is to keep everybody alive including you so go fuck yourself and i literally said that go fuck yourself i'm sitting in the humvee and i'm gonna take a nap until you guys get your shit together and then it's going to my aar and then the battle commander for all of iraq is going to read this his deputy is going to read this and i'm going to have to stand in front of him i'm going to explain this and my bosses are going to read this so uh good night Fuck off bye I really don't give a shit. I I don't care that if you put out your message that I cursed at you, I'm going to tell you that you put everybody's life in danger. Civilians and your soldiers. Your whole fucking unit. So, fuck off. Now, don't be like me. Please don't. I got away with that and... uh, I'm not even sure how I got away with that, but I got away with it, so but I was also a brand new E4 that used to be a E5 promotable so who knows maybe that that confidence just fucking helped me or whatever I don't I have no clue so uh I I I want people to understand that you're coming into the military and you want to go straight K9 great I, I applaud you I love you for it, and I think you should do it. Um, Just make sure that you can actually do it. And if you have questions, fucking hit me up. Hit me up on Spartan Canine Academy on Facebook. Hit me up on Richard Rick James on Facebook. Hit me up fucking wherever. I, I, I... I want to tell you guys that, you know, I want to help people and I want to help people get into this profession because it's actually really amazing. So, all right. Chains out guys. I love you. Thank you for listening. I know it's a short episode. I, uh, it's, it's really late here. So I just, I, I, I just wanted to, to help some people out and answer some stuff. So I love you. And Uh, Be safe. God bless. And I hope I see you guys or your pictures of you becoming canine handlers. Right on. All right. Ciao.